everyone. Uh, this is the next video in the series. This one will focus in on UAT. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna try to get through this quickly. There's a lot to cover, and I don't wanna make an hour-long video for you. I want people to actually watch this and actually get something out of it. So first and foremost, what is UAT? What, what does it do? What's its business model? It's a technology company. It works in the defense and intel uh, sector, but also in the retail uh, civilian market, market sector. So think, in, as far as that sector, think Hygieia, right? The Hygieia South line, Hygieia skincare line, that falls under the purview of uh, the dreaming company. But uh, for the most part, think of those types of products. Uh, defense and Intel we'll get into a little bit uh, about in this particular video. The, um, the operational core of UAT are its five divisions. So right out the gate, you have biotech, you have green tech, you have the uh, defense and, and intel side as well as aerospace um, and then you have the arms division that seems to be very popular as far as, of, uh, as, far as questions go. I'm going to address some of that because I think it's important to uh, manage expectations and be transparent on that. So maybe we start with, with um, intel and security first because I think that can be kind of exciting for shareholders to know what it is we're looking at. So we're gonna be making an announcement, and maybe by the time this video gets out, we made the announcement already, but we are currently working on secured, providing secured services to, to consumers, to the civilian sector. That's not to say that it's gonna be the same suite of products and or services afforded uh, the government clients, but we are looking at providing that um, as far as secured communications and so forth. I won't get too ahead of that, a release in this one because I'm not sure if, it, if it's gone out by the time you've seen this video, but uh, that's something we're going to get into on the Intel side and, and the security side. So uh, on the Intel and security side, it, it, we're looking at doing a secured service for consumers, but we're also looking at um, data center. Uh, so we're looking at, we're, we're currently pricing out, looking at the feasibility on the size of data center that we can afford to do and implement so that we can not only provide these services, but expand our capabilities uh, to provide a suite of services within that uh, community. And, and we won't go too far in there, but we are looking and seeking those contracts and, and moving forward some of the products that we already have developed within that sector. So um, the next thing, and I'm, I'm gonna move through these pretty quick, uh, green tech. Green tech, uh, you know, and I think it's important to bring this up. Green tech is gonna have the power cell which by now you are aware of uh, because it's in the VTech and NextCast. It's also in a few other things. So we have green tech uh, and, uh, and oh, I'm sorry, the power cell as well as Helix. So Helix will be coming out this year. We're gonna be moving forward in that, but let's, let's take a look at the power cell. So here you have the, you know, typical AA battery, 1.5 volts. And then you have the UAT power cell. They do not come in this. This was made and designed just for demonstration purposes so that when we wanted to show that it could replace the AA battery as far as in size uh, and what its capacity was, we had that. So uh, we have it labeled hypercell technology. But anyway, um, what's the size? It's about the same size. It fits in the same space, a little smaller. We obviously have them designed a little um, different, unique shape, make them look pretty, I guess, right? But 
so 1.5 volts. And this, 125 volts, same size. So this is uh, energy rich, it's very dense. Uh, this solid state, originally designed for uh, directed energy and kinetic weapons platforms. They don't come, again, they don't come in this shape. This was just for demonstration purposes when we were showing other contractors uh, and, and other potential clients the, the battery and its capacity. So in the next cast, it looks like a watch battery. That's more of a polymer base. It's not the full power cell. And then on VTEC, it's similar to its original form. So it can, this particular battery, and as you can tell, we have quite a few of these batteries. This particular battery can be charged up in under a minute and expel all of its energy almost instantly. Hence why, I'm sure you can see why it was designed for its original purpose. So this particular set of batteries in the um, in its form for VTEC looks a little different. They're oval in shape. And then in some sections, they they're almost look like sticks of gum stacked uh, for, for that. Now, in the, in the Helix, we have a battery array. It's a Helix power station, not just the Helix wind turbine. There are two. So we have the wind turbine that generates energy just from the wind. And then the, the power station is a carbon fiber frame, exterior carbon fiber frame, as well as aluminum framed internally. Obviously, ice can't stick to the, to the uh, carbon fiber. And then you have the base. Now, that base is going to have a battery array to store and, and transfer energy. There are probes that go into the ground to pull energy out of the ground. Uh, Mark did a really cool experiment several years back where he was able to uh, put in series, connect trees, and pull voltage out of the trees and the ground. So it's very cool, and that's part of the tech that made it into the uh, power cell. And then you have heat temperature differential. It generates electricity via heat temperature differential along the sides of the base of that unit, which is pretty cool. So you'll be seeing the demonstration on that unit soon. Uh, within the coming weeks, we're going to be showing some video of that. We'll begin, man, actually, well, let's just say 45, 60 days, somewhere in there, because we're beginning in the next couple of weeks on manufacturing that demo unit. And then once that's done, We've had some shareholders who I speak with quite frequently that own businesses that were very kind and that would allow us to test and, and, and install our units in different areas of the country, different climates and so forth, so we can uh, continue testing in a real world uh, environment. So pretty cool. We have some great shareholders, very supportive. Uh, so that, that is PowerCell and the, um, the uh, Helix wind turbine. Those batteries in the Helix are larger block, larger cylinders. They're a little shorter and fatter. So uh, pretty cool, pretty cool design. And, and they can be shaped in almost any form. Uh, at least the power cell can be, okay? Uh, biotech. Biotech, we have obviously Hygieta. We'll get to that in a minute. But we have the Apex Interphalangeal Implant. See that? See that? Um, and then this goes this way. Now, where does this where does this go? It goes right here in this portion of your finger and right here. There's another one on the development for your knuckle as well as uh, phalanges in the bone. So this is an interphalangeal implant. That's what that means. And that uh, and here's an elbow from the clear view. I took this out so you could see how many, it comes in parts. Uh, this is medical grade Lexan. And it's radio translucent. So when you take an x-ray, you can see right through it. This doesn't come up on an x-ray. We actually have... 
I think you've seen this before, right? Uh, so this is the clear view. This is for the right hand. You'll notice it uh, comes in a tray. And then what happens here is the surgical tech takes this out, removes the cryovac seal from the top, takes this out, lays this out uh, for, the, for the orthopedic surgeon. This is the um, clear this for a right hand, so it would go here. And they would use these, this tool that we designed, the guide rail, to drill down in, and the spacing is already done for them. Okay? And then this tool is proprietary to UAT. It's disposable as well, and it comes in here. And then you can loosen on an as-needed basis, extend it, and size it. Here, you'll notice we have the pin screws, which are going to be replaced by the Aegis pin, uh, the titanium, medical grade titanium. I'm not going to get too far into that here. We'll be, we'll be here all day. <laughs> but the um, we will be replacing the entire syst all systems with our Aegis uh, pins, providing the same stainless steel um, drill bit for, for uh, guiding and for pilot. Now, as far as biotech, the, the Apex implant, the Aegis, um, Clearview uh, as well. And then you have something that I was asked about the other day. I was very surprised. Shareholders are on top of it. They called me and they said, whatever happened to, and it was the blood management system that we had designed um, for, for the military, essentially. Now, the same thing, it can be used in the civilian sector. This is the first generation unit. Now, the next generation, we just made a design change several months back where there's gonna be a rail here and then an indent here. You can see that this is kind of, is under, is designed to be under a vacuum. And then uh, this would carry blood material. So blood platelets, blood. Originally, we were working with the company that was dealing with peptides for blood preservation. Uh, that didn't work out for us, but the design remains. Uh, this particular one, you can tell it's a first generation. I have the pin here, but this, this goes in here and then it flips up. So this would flip up and hook on, so it'll be hung. The next generation is, has an open piece, so it can just hook on to something. So that's that, and then you'll notice there's an LCD screen that's supposed to be here, and that would monitor the minute it was activated, uh, as soon as contents come in, it gets activated, and it monitors temperature, uh, and a few other variables, the entire life of the, of the material inside so that you know that it didn't go above or below uh, the desirable temperatures. And then there's a few other things that it monitors that we won't go into. But So this unit would fit into our sterilization unit. They 10 across, uh, you hit a button and it rocks them individually, floods it with UV and sterilizes the blood. So it doesn't matter what the content, what pathogens are in here, all blood is viable. So it's a pretty big piece of tech. It's, it's dual ported um, and it's a pretty cool piece. This on the back was changed so that you can write on it with a grease pen or you can almost use it as a chalkboard for the, the corpsman or nurse in the civilian sector to be able to uh, put notes on. So this is pretty cool. I was really surprised that someone remembered that from our original, but we do have it. It is something that we are looking at bringing forward. It's not going to be this year potentially next year or the year after. 
that you say, well, that's great. Why wouldn't you do that? There's only so much we can do in a year, right? So um, that's going to be biotech. What's coming out of biotech next? We are going to be pushing the clear view out soon. Um, when I say soon, let me be clear, potentially the end of the year, beginning of next year. I've just, I've got to get all of the Hygieia stuff out the door and it's extensive and we're about to go over that. So uh, in the biotech side, so you have, you know, you know what I'm going to go over? I, I will go over some of the development side of things because I think that's interesting. And a lot of people always ask, what does it take to bring something forward, right? So you have, I have here, I also have the crutch. I forgot I didn't show you that. So you have the first generation or iteration of a box. And you say, this is simple. You just call a box company and make boxes. It might surprise you to know that our boxes had to be designed in-house. We called box companies and they could not design a box. We, we ordered a bunch of boxes for, uh, for our products. We put them in a, a shipping uh, envelope or in sometimes boxes and we shipped them to uh, Nevada at the time because we had an office there. And they would ship it back. And they came back looking like they were run over by a semi. So we had to design a way to do this. So this was the first box. And you can tell it seems like it's pretty standard, right? And then the inside doesn't look so nice. And then this is probably, this is pretty interesting. The, in, the inserts that had to be made. So that was the first getting the shape and measurement correct. Larger four and six packs, and then working with the printers on sizing. So this is all part of that process. I'm giving you a little behind the scenes. I don't, I don't want to waste your time, but people keep asking me about this stuff, and I get it. it, it it's interesting. Right? So then you move on to the internal box. We went through many iterations. I might have one. Yep. This was one of the final contenders. The problem with this box, you can see this was for a three-pack. See how difficult that creates a vacuum when you open. We decided not to go with that because it was an unpleasant, felt it was an unpleasant user experience, so we got rid of uh, that. Ultimately, ended up with this. This is a magnetic closure box that fits in that larger box. This would be for the men's boxers. This is an eight-pack. You'll see the graphic with a QRC code, so you can get a discount. This is in its final form. And you have to take a look at how do you, what color do you, what shapes? Are they going to be oval? Well, maybe for the socks that works, but the boxers need to be square. So, gets us to the next phase. So now you have the box. We've changed the inside so it's manufactured, manufactured differently with our catchy phrase here, the uh, what happens next is up to you for Hygieia HP, this is the H HP line. And then you have the uh, internal box. So what we discussed here, that box goes into this, this shipping box. And then you have, again, magnetic closure, opens up, and now we have this, right? So now we have this in its final form. And there's an eight pack of socks. These are the traditional athletic socks. These are not the HP line. These were put in there for uh, spacing and measurement. And then this goes in here and we ship this to different offices in the country 
by closing this box up, we have some tape. I don't have it here, but we have some tape that is white with the IGA logo on there. And then this ships like this with the shipping label on the back, right? We shipped this all over and the internal box arrived beautiful. So ultimately this is the final design on shipping a box. So you get an idea on how much effort and time has been put into uh, bringing these boxes forward. Then you have, oh, here's the thing. You know what, I'm glad I have this. To give you an idea of what happened, this was one of, look at this. This is what they sent me. This was supposed to be one of the original designs. They wanted us to ship this box. It's garbage. Yeah. I have another one here. And then you ship this this way. And this is the tissue paper that it comes in. This has the uh, socks and boxers in. This was another way. You see the little pull tab. It looks really nice. When you ship it, this whole thing collapsed. So it just did not really meet the standard. It was a great idea. Um, this was one of the first designs we did in-house. The other boxes all that were, that, that uh, came from other people, we got rid of. So you have that. Then you have this one, same principle. They're all they're doing, the brand will have continuity all the way across. So you'll have same catchphrase. You have this box is a uh, four pack. Same thing, magnetic closure. Open this up. QRC code for your discount. For, uh, customer loyalty. This covers that. And then you have the, the ladies line of socks and it's oval. This is final form. This is what you'll receive when you order. Okay. So that took uh, quite some time to get to, believe it or not. We're much more efficient now. We were not box designers. We just had to become box designers. And as a result, the standard has been kept and maintained. Now for, for those who are looking at this tribe, one, so here's one of the original designs I uh, came up with. I asked for this, <laughs> much, much to the consternation of the design team. Uh, you know, why is Alex being so difficult? <laughs> right, but, so that's the first design, that doesn't work. It doesn't make sense to me, so we got rid of that. And we went with, again, same, same principle. We went with this box, opened it, you open this box up, same thing. Manufactured on the inside, the same way, same color. We bring this out. Now look at that. This makes more sense. So we take this out. Now on the exterior, you'll see, some instructions, there's care instructions. And that's the top. Bring this side down, this side down, you'll see, ooh, glare, huh? You'll see that. You open this up, catchphrase, what happens, all foiled, open that. Care instructions, you open that, and then your sock is inside. So we felt that this was a much better presentation and we ended up going with this. So that's what you'll receive. If you just wanna try one sock or one pair of boxers, at least for me, now we can get those out uh, to everyone. Of course, the men's line 
This is one of the approved tanks. This is a lightweight one, right? And this is actually a good thing to uh, bring up. So this is one of the first generations. This just give you an idea of how many, how much goes into development, right? So you have this sock, which was one of the original um, diabetic socks. That's pretty much in its final form. We've done a little ribbing on the top. Men's crew socks, iron loft and that heel and ball for uh, pressure relieving, uh, as well as this bottom, but then you have the wicking portion of top, all hygiene. Okay, or, or tech. In white. And then you have to make the decision, do we want to do black? Do we want to do gray? Do we want to do both? So initially we're going to launch with black and white with gray coming later. What parts do you make black? What, what parts do you make gray? Then you also have, if you can even tell, what type, what color gray. So that had to be decided. And then are you going to put contrast stitching on the top? How are you going to a different color gray grab here, or are you going to do black? So you go through many iterations. I'll show you every little thing. This is a basic athletic, but you'll see even with something like this, are we going to do this dark here, or are we going to do this light to highlight the wicking section? Are we going to do the Achilles, which we do now, protector. And it's the same thing with the women. So are we going to go this kind of pink with the Achilles? It's this type. Or are we going to do this lighter? That's what we ended up going with. Same thing with purple. Dark versus light. And white with the Achilles protector or dual sleeve and cuff. So there's a reason to do either or decision how to be made, and that's what um, we did. I think we toyed with different color designs, so I don't want to spend too much time. Uh, on that. So that's uh, Hygieia. We have the boxers. Men's boxers coming. There's a box of them in here somewhere. <laughs> uh, and then also when you're looking at um, the crotch, which I, we, get, we get a lot of questions about this. This will be coming out. This is first gen. Uh, this is an adjustable crotch. Take this. Originally designed for a foreman uh, and for military, it's, it, it's uh, very strong, very durable, carry higher weight loads than a typical civilian crutch. Um, it, it's a pretty cool design. We're already on next generation design, so we'll get this out the door. When is that going to happen? It will be next year. There's just too much on the calendar for this year. Uh, that's there. But even designing that, when you're shipping these things out, labels have to be created, right? It's another thing that has to be done. The the book for Clearview for the for the for the doctors and technicians, all these manuals have to be created to be an FDA compliance. I won't go through every little page here, but you'll see 
that this is, has to be done. All this has to be made, published, and so forth. Uh, of course, many iterations of the implants and so forth. Uh, I think I showed you that. And then, of course, we have things like um, muzzle brake rings here. We're going to get into that in a moment, but we'll, we'll get that in a minute. And then jumping into UAT arms, because this is a, you know, this is a hot one. Um, everybody wants to know about this. This, I want to be very clear. This is not coming out in 2021. When it does finally get released, it will be released strictly to military uh, government agencies, law enforcement, that sort of thing. But people ask about it. They're really interested in it. So we'll, um, you know, I wanted to show that we do have them. This, uh, I was very heavily involved in the design of this particular uh, platform. So you'll see that it does possess certain attributes. This is a tool. I mean, for anybody that's in the military, law enforcement will understand that. This is primarily a tool that we use. This is not a sporting platform. So again, real quick, uh, seven link pull position. Everything is designed to be adjusted with gloves on and finger pull, finger pressure. You have an ambidextrous charging handle. You have uh, oversized slide release there. Oversized trigger guard with two and a half pound trigger pull. This is not a direct impingement weapon. This is a, um, a piston system. Uh, and everything is operated where that it pushes all the heat and carbon forward so that this the upper and lower stays very cool um, and you don't you have lower instances of jam this is very, this this is one moa at about 500 uh, again this flips out of the way you can if you take it away go straight to hologram multiple attachment points uh, for for this particular platform very similar to the this is the ubr 16 we have the prp 30 which is a 308 caliber uh, rifle this is a 556 and this does come in, you know, your traditional uh, semi-automatic, also a class three weapons platform for military and special operations uh, and law enforcement. So this particular platform has many features built in, the, hand, the, the handle specific where it can be used with, uh, if there's oil on it, you still have a grip, obviously your vertical, this is when you, to uh, implement over cover, leaning up against uh, that. Also quick detach, for your tax line. Uh, this, this unit is designed to be broken down very quickly and assessed for issues. So you'll see here, you can just break this down very quickly. You have a low mass bulk carrier system, cyclic rates higher. Uh, when, you're, when you're looking at your buffer tube, we've modified buffer tube strings. So this, this enhances, this. well, this offsets the lower mass, but also helps to increase the uh, cyclic. Right. So you're, you're back on target quicker or cycling rounds faster uh, with the direct impingement system, able to do a 7% reduction in recoil. So the, it is much more accurate. Uh, I don't want to get too far down the road on this, but this is something that is down the road. Now, why, why are we not bringing that forward? If you have it done, why are you not doing it? So let's take a look at the numbers, right? Unfortunately, everything is in a wish list. So when you're looking at the, the platform, what is it about that platform that's going to make us money? We're, we're a business. So with, with primarily targeting military and law enforcement, there are several tiers in which you can deploy or sell this. We were at the top tier 
because of the design and use of that platform. With that, a thousand of those units are going to cost us roughly in the $900,000 range. I won't go into specific margins, but the margins on that are not going to be able to compete with the margins on something like a sock or 12 pack of socks, let's say. So it made more sense to bring the revenues in first before we go into a product like that. That product is probably looking two years out before it would make sense for us to do that if we saw there was a need for it in the market. Um, I happen to think there is, and we will move forward with that, with that particular clientele. So that's that. I know people keep asking about the arms, um, but again, I want to be clear, that's government and military. It's not going to go into the civilian sector, so there's no reason calling and asking one that's going to be available to you because it's not will be sold that way, unless, again, you are law enforcement. And then at that point, you'd have to go through the agency, okay? So uh, if there's an interest there, you let us know. Um, green Tech. We went through PowerCell, he, uh, Helix, uh, wind tunnel testing. That has been completed. So people always ask, what's this that I keep on my desk? We'll start off with something like this. You go to that. And then you go to that. So that is our design. Uh, you'll see the 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 uh, real-time finished unit. Those blades are made of carbon fiber. We use an electromagnetic field to float them, so there's less wind energy requirement to get them to rotate. So it's a pretty advanced design. Uh, we've completed wind tunnel testing on that. We're going to be moving forward to building out the um, the uh, testing uh, unit within the next couple of weeks, it'll start getting tested in the next couple of months. Uh, so also aerospace. So people ask, all right, aerospace, we do not make jet fighters. Uh, we've gotten that question. The What we do make are manned and unmanned airframes that do have combat applications as well as intel uh, applications. I'm not, I don't want to get too far down that, but essentially these, these platforms have the ability to conduct surveillance as well as... Um, be a integrate um, combat tools, we'll say, right? So there, there are weapons platforms that we're looking at putting onto these units, and we will be, uh, you know, the, delving into the combat integrations of the airframes, and we'll see uh, where we land on that as far as size and scale. But they're not going to be full-size aircraft. Some of them are, are fairly large, but they're not full-size uh, aircraft like some of our competitors. Uh, so... Again, that, that division is still being built out. The design has been around for a while with us internally. Um, we will not be discussing or releasing images of that particular uh, platform. Now, with, within this componentry is the research arm. I get a lot of questions about this, and, and I understand why. So let, let's, take, let's break it down one by one. The Applied Science Division is the, is the research arm, or ASD, Internally, they refer to it as Scorpion Works, and that's our advanced, uh, our advanced uh, research arm. Within that is uh, Special Weapons and Ordnance um, Research Division, or SWORD, and they work specifically with some of the uh, weapons uh, and, and development, as well as ordnance development, some of the, the kinetic and um, directed energy platforms. Uh, we don't go into that. I know people call... If you want to have a question about the company, any of the subsidiaries or operations, I always encourage everyone to call. 
but I, I want to be very clear here. You're wasting your time if you're going to call and ask about ASD or SWORD, right? You, the people who are answering the phone don't have those answers regardless. The, the chain of command within the organizational structure, there are, there's a, there are layers, right? But with ASD, there's only one, it's me. So the only person you could talk to about that would be me, and we're not going to discuss it. I, I, want, to, I, I want to be transparent about everything that we can, but let's not have that be the, the, the sword to die on, if you will, no pun intended there. But we're not going to discuss those or sensitive. As a shareholder, I wouldn't think you'd want us to, to release such information, especially with our competitors uh, that, we, that we have, and it's national security implications. So that's, you know, I don't want to get too far, beat the drum on that too much, but Again, um, that's the structure. Now, as far as what's coming next, showed you the women's socks. Those are coming next. The men's boxers, the um, women's athletic line. We are looking at the yoga pants designs. We are also looking at the, the, the girl, the ladies' tops, athletic tops, and then uh, undergarments and so forth with the ladies for, for those types of athletic women. The, the other thing is going to be not just the pillow. I have a pillow here. I'll show you in a second. Uh, the bedding and then Hygieia Kids were launching. One of the shareholders found uh, uh, that we were observed that, that uh, website, and we are launching it. So we bedding, clothing, uh, items like that. We Funny story, a couple of weeks back, I was in a meeting deal, negotiating contracts that are, were pretty large for H2O, and then my next meeting was discussing giraffe and elephant designs on children's bedding. So uh, a lot of variety, it always changes here. So uh, the pillow, people ask a lot about this. I think I showed this to you in a previous video. This opens up, this is the completed design. On the inside, you'll see the logo. This comes out, separates, it's a memory foam type material, uh, microfiber inside, uh, it can be adjusted as well. It's a, it's a great, everyone here loves this pillow. I, I cannot say this pillow, people fight over. So uh, the other thing would be, what else are we looking into? Hospital curtains, right? We're designing a system that is uh, universal where these things can be put into a, a, a bag, pulled across, taken off track and disposed of. These are disposable. The, the, I won't go into the materials that this is made of, but this is not fabric. And we were able to impregnate um, Hygieia into this uh, so that, and, and the stats on um, privacy curtains in hospitals, you, you would never want to go in a hospital again. So with, with ours, that's not going to be an issue. Typically within in a hospital, within 24 hours of being hung, they have very danger, dangerous pathogens already on the hospital curtain. That won't happen. So. That also, you know, here's a, a pillowcase. I have a lot of stuff here. I won't show you everything because we'll be here all day. But here's the, uh, the first iteration of the Hygieia pillowcase. You can see the coating on the inside. Uh, protects against dust mites, bed mites, that sort of thing. And there's also Hygieia protected. So um, the, the, these products are in development or are finalized and are, we are continuing to moving uh, forward with that. So... You know, the turbine and power station I want to touch on because I think there was some confusion. I, I touched on it earlier in the video. The Helix wind turbine is just a wind turbine. I say just. It, it, it produces quite a bit. And then the power station has three levels, uh, three sources or ways of to generate power. So you have the wind. Um, there, there are the solar 
uh, cells on the outside to help power the, the brain of the system. But then you have the heat temperature differential and then the in-ground ability to pull uh, extract voltage from. So those three ways uh, create power to be used. The solar powers the system itself. Uh, we'll, we're going to get into some of the specifics on that down the road. Um, power cell, the variance will be in the uh, VTEC as well as the NextCast, but also in Helix. So you'll be seeing more of that. You'll be hearing more of that. We're going to release a little more information. And, you know, the, the thing is the um, UAT works with all of the subsidiaries and all companies work together. So we're going to be discussing revenues next. Now, we're not going to get in specifics. I say this every video. We're not going to get ahead of disclosures. So I'm going to give you a general uh, understanding because I think that's fair. I think it's okay to say this is what we're shooting for. Okay. Um, and I think they're realistic. So with, in reference to UAT revenues, Hygieia, we're targeting to get back to a $100,000 a month mark within the next 12 to 18 months. Why do we think we can do that so quickly? Well, because previously we were able to generate such revenues, but now we have a template with, that was developed from the initial launch of Hygieia with the athletic sock that went onto the Hygieia skin, which has been completely refined as far as a marketing campaign. And now we're going to apply that to every other product, literally. Uh, so it's, it, it, these things will now grow quicker. And that was the whole reason of doing it. Uh, back then, it, it wasn't understood, and I, I understand that. And people were frustrated with us. But that's why we did what we did. So we're looking at about $100,000. Within the next 12 to 18 months, uh, we, we get to about that $1 million mark towards the end. right? So w the goal is a $1 million a month mark. And we'll get pretty quickly to the six-figure, you know, the 100000 a month. And then by the 12 to 18 month, we're in that $1 million mark. Now, as far as the overall company, what, what is, and that's strictly for, for Hygieia. The overall company, we are looking in the next 12 to 18 months, we feel we'll generate in the $25 million range as a company, UAT, a subsidiary by itself, that um, we feel is very realistic. Will we for, fall short? Anything's possible. Do we think we'll exceed that? We're, we, we're always pushing as hard as we can. And I think that the $25 million goal um, is realistic, can be done. And I think it's fair to have those expectations of the organization. So uh, we kind of went over a lot of stuff very quickly. Um, I had to go quick <laughs> or else we'd be here all day. I think that's everything. I tried to cover as much as I could. So uh, if I missed anything, I apologize. But uh, it, I, I want to thank everyone because this is a longer video than, than the rest. This video is going to be about 40 minutes long. And, you know, I, I wanted to keep them around 15 to 20 minutes. None of them have been 15. I think they're all at 20. Um, but I think it's important that we get this information out to you. I want to share with you not just what our goals are, not what our projections are. I know a lot of people care about that, but I, I want the shareholders to understand that there is a lot that goes into all of this, and we are working every day to make sure that we are always pushing the ball forward. We're always making progress. My, my saying around here, as long as we had forward momentum and we made progress, it doesn't matter how much it was, but if we do that every single day, we're going to get to where we want to be. And um, this team has done that. 
in fact, all the subsidiaries. This video is specifically about UAT, but I'm incredibly proud of my personal team here at UAT and UAT Group, but also the subsidiaries. They have really um, long hours, a lot of effort, and it hasn't been under the easiest circumstances. So um, again, uh, you know, I'll use this video as a thank you to them, but also to share with the shareholders that there's a lot that goes into what we do in just bringing forward one product. So again, I want to thank everybody for watching. I want to wrap this up so we don't keep it too long. Uh, thank you for your support. Please keep the, emo the emails and phone calls and questions coming. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Put on your notifications. I, I keep getting surprised that people don't have their notifications turned on. They ask questions that we put out a day or, or even that day, uh, day before that day, and they're asking questions that were answered in a, in a post. So turn your notifications on. We're going to be very active in social media. I've um, flipped the switch and said, guys, go at it. And they're, they're doing that. So again, thank you for your support. Thank you for watching. I apologize for the length, but thank you for sticking to the end. Thank you very much. Alvarez, great day. And I look forward to speaking to you next time. Thank you.